stop stop no 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 and like he he th- thought that they were fighting like having a fight while <laughs> his mom and i are sitting there sipping on a coffee <laughs> and just like laughing away and he was just like what is going on what's going on <laughs> doom do doom 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 <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are going to boop. We are going to boop, 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 boop. We have many stories today. Yeah, it's going to be a story. It's going to be a story podcast. A story in a doggy trobills program doggy troubles unanswered Dog- questions yes <laughs> doggy what? troubles what to do what to what, do what are we gonna do with our babies our baby <laughs> dogs yeah before we start talking about our troubles <laughs> we would like to thank holy raw nutrition for supporting let's boop snoots holy raw is a raw food service located in chelsea quebec their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw limbs that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Ra, and also a big, big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting our Let's Boop Snoots. Thank you, Stray Dog. And you can find our sponsor's detail in this details in this episode's description. I'm sorry to our listeners if I sound like I am congested because I am congested. <laughs> <laughs> we got doggy troubles and we got congestion troubles. <laughs> yes. We got the C. Yes, we did. We got the C. Well, the lesser of the C's. The if lesser. You, de- lesser depending. The, <laughs> the vitties. <laughs> the COVIDies. The COVIDies. <laughs> it travels through podcasts, so be careful. I'm just <laughs> just kidding. But yes, Vero and I were both unwell for, a, well, a few like weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, well, and poor Vero still has some recovering to do. <laughs> yes. So congested, but it's getting better and better every day. All right, so we got some doggy troubles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna boop about it. We're gonna talk through it. What were your doggy troubles, Vero? Tell me about your doggy oh, troubles. Man. <laughs> so first of all, Ralph Rooney got neutered mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks ago now. And he's recovered well. It was very chaotic for a week and a half because we had to keep them separated because we didn't want Ralph to jump and play, 
to make sure his incision, you know, stayed intact. Um, and then he couldn't really play outside. And the streets were dirty, so we didn't really walk him. So Ralph was a little cray-cray. <laughs> and is like, so we had Melhouse in the living room and then <laughs> Ralph in the entrance and the hallway. And then we would switch them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Ralph had, had this cone and it was just like, I don't know if you remember in the fall where Ralph wore a cone for like yes. a month because mm-hmm. he, he was licking, licking. his paws. Mm-hmm. And it was like the worst thing ever because he like there are marks on our walls. Um, he like would run by you and then catch your leg with the cone. Oh, just like he like ripped a pair of my leggings with the cone getting caught in them. Oh, <laughs> man. It's just like, oh, my God. And he's not like a delicate little flower. So when he like walks right by you, it's like, yeah. It was cone troubles. <laughs> cone troubles. But he's off the cone. Mm-hmm. Incision looks good. And his avocados are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, the weekend that just passed, we went up to the Toronto area with my boyfriend's sister. And we brought our dogs. So it was Ralph. Melhouse and Mochi. <laughs> Little Miss Mochi, cutie patootie. Um, and it was just a little crazy because Ralph had all this energy, even though, like, before we left, like a couple of days before, we started walking him and bringing him to the park. The morning that we left, he was still like full of energy and he just did not settle, like, at all. Mm-hmm. We had to put him in his crate at some point because he was just like panting and you could see like he's just like vibrating. Yeah. Um, crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. eyes. But there was an evening where we put Mochi on her bed. We told her to stay and then we had Ralph in the corner and we told him to stay. And you can see just how friggin difficult that was for him. Yeah. Like he was just sitting in the corner like vibrating. and I thought I thought like he would just like go for it like yeah like he kept just like yeah (laughs) but he would just like get up and like slowly walk (laughs) he'd be like shaking like (laughs) (laughs) and then he'd sit we have to bring him back and make him sit but anyways he did pretty well with that but um, we had some doggy troubles beside like just the excitement. Ralph and Milhouse got into a couple of really rough fights. Mm. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, the first one, like fight fights, like yeah. not good fights, scary yeah. fights. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, they were all playing outside. We stayed at an Airbnb and it was a house and they had a fenced yard. So they were all playing outside in the backyard and Ralph and Mochi were just kind of playing and Milhouse got like in between them and did like a growling noise. Like, I don't know what was going on. And Ralph just like was right on top of them, um, like hard to separate, like the scary sounds, just everything. Like um, tails not wagging, like it was like an... Oh, yeah, yeah. to God fight. Like, any oh, yeah, kingdom yeah. to you setting. Yeah. 
Um, and then we were able to separate them. And then the second time was in the morning when I, so we fed both separately, but then they came back in and I was just kind of tidying up, but there was still raw food out on the counter. Um, and Millhouse was beside me just kind of like waiting and Ralph walked by and Millhouse attacked him. Um, mm. and then my boyfriend for both of the fights was like separated both of them and he got bit. Yeah. Both times. And that's how you can tell. Cause they're just like blindly not... biting. Yeah, exactly. Um, we tried the like pull the legs the second yep. time but we were pulling the legs on like the person <laughs> on the dog that was not attacking mm. it was hard to get to the other one yeah so my boyfriend just kind of like stepped in between and he got bit pretty bad so for for the second fight that happened while you were still at this airbnb or no when you were back at home airbnb oh was that the airbnb yeah okay and then, like, we got home, and then they both, like, lied down. So it's since... just, like, this new space. Mochi was there. Um, Ralph was just neutered, so I don't know if it was anything to do with that. How how many days has it been since you've been home? Um, not even a day. We got home this morning. Or okay. this afternoon. Okay. So, <clears throat> my thoughts on this are... Because it is, it's, you have to start thinking and it's hard with dogs because they can't tell you, right? It's just like having babies <laughs> that can't talk yeah. where you're just like, what is the problem here, guys? <laughs> Let's get to the How bottom of feeling? this. Why? So my guess when Vero told me about this happening with her po poor poochies, it's like, it, it's kind of like the story that I told about when we had Lou at Christmas and it was like the perfect storm. Cause like, again, she was biting mm -hmm. at kids. So I think when dogs get aggressive and stuff, um, they're overwhelmed or over, there's overstimulus of some kind, like, and it's just like all these things that came together. So there's a few different things. So there's Ralph who was recently neutered. So there's like a drastic change in his hormone production and mm -hmm. the, like he, and stuff going on in the inside of his body. The second part to that is that he had this recovery period that you were talking about where he didn't expend the energy like like in the last couple of weeks that he mm -hmm. normally would be able to so he had pent up energy and was just like raring to go you were in a new place a new environment new smells new like everything so it was like a new environment so there's like that added on top of it and then the other thing um is that for anyone who hasn't listened in the past to us talk about ralph and mochi is that they've been like doggy cousins since the beginning and mochi yeah I would say, and especially after hearing this, is like a resource to Ralph. Mochi is like his cozy, his doggy cozy. Oh yes. my God, doggy cozies. Yeah. And that's what we thought the first time, like Ralph was protecting Mochi. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Millhouse was like, got in between. There was like, like does Millhouse like sometimes growl like at Ralph for different things and Ralph was like, whatevs and doesn't yeah. pay attention to yeah. it. He's yeah. He's just like, whatever. So if you were at home and in under any other circumstance, Ralph would just be like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, but this was like, again, the perfect storm of all these things. Mm -hmm. It was like thing and after thing House after thing. has just mm -hmm. entered the teenager phase as well. Yes. Where he's not listening as much. 
his uh, hormones are probably like sky high or just like yeah. doing stuff <laughs> or heightening like maybe his like some of his like doggy nature stuff it's coming coming yeah to, it's it's a, it's a coming to <laughs> coming to Ralph just being neutered yeah I think there's like a week or two where actual like recently neutered dogs actually get more aggressive mm. and then it resolves yeah so I think there was a few things that happened there. So it would be interesting to see what happens over the next week while you're at home and like mm-hmm. back onto like a more regular schedule. Ralph is a little bit better. You can take him out for his walks. You can do your normal routine stuff and see if things like sort of resolve. This could have been a one-off because again, you were in a new place, hadn't seen Mochi in a while, all of these things like sort of you were fresh right off of it, which I think led to led to this sort of thing and it's and it's tough to figure out in the moment so you know hindsight's always 2020 looking back on that it's very interesting whenever I hang out with um we talk about her quite often a close friend of mine Mish um who's taught me everything I know about dog training like a, a lot of it and in the beginning uh I spent a weekend with her recently at a cottage with her dog and her dog who she's working with every day so with her dog who she works with every day who's working doing pack walks with who she has different dogs in her house because she knows how to handle it knows dog behavior really well she's a very experienced dog owner dog trainer all these sort of things so here we are on this weekend together she's very um I don't want to say strict but she controls the amount of energy that her dog can expend in any given moment so we're up at this cottage that belongs to her her uh her family members and she visits there every so often she knows she has to be conscious of that and she wants a well-behaved dog and controlling the dog which is ultimately what we all want when I go to the cottage with my dogs oh man like like I let them loose I let them run I let them jump in the lake I let them do whatever they want and then like uh, again and I and I remember her telling me this it's like like imagine taking like a bunch of 10 year olds and giving them like a bunch of money and just like letting them loose in an amusement park and they're going to be like (laughs) and and then asking them to sit down and take a test like (laughs) in the middle of the day like your energy level is like up here and now you're you want them to focus and listen to you Mm -hmm. probably not going to happen so it's very interesting watching her in these situations with her dog because the whole weekend we were at the cottage, it, it was like the big deep snow. And I, I totally like, and only twice did she let her dog go out and run and, and doing the big bunny hop, hops. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> it was so funny. She was like, ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. And like, and then she would get tired and just sit there in the snow and she'd be like, it was like so fun to watch, but she would only give her like two minutes at a time of doing that. Yeah, and, and once each day and like I said when I take my dogs to the cottage it's like a free-for-all but then you wonder why they're not listening to you when you're like sit or down or place or whatever and it's because like they're like what do you mean place like this is the best place ever and I talk to like <laughs> jump in the snow and go swimming in the lake and run through the forest and they're they're just like you have their energy levels like way too high so going back to your situation and visiting at this place in a new location with the new smells and the new everything um, it would have been, I think, worthwhile to create them for long periods of time mm-hmm. and let them just like rest and then let them out for their short bursts of energy. And because of 
Ralph just being freshly neutered because of Mochi being there, I probably would have let Ralph and Mochi out together and then let Milhouse out on his own, but maybe kept Ralph and Milhouse Mm -hmm. separate them a little bit for their little bursts of like energy time. Yeah. To help keep keep things a little bit more well well controlled and 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 such, yeah. But, but that's a tough one, man. Like, and again, like we 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 have these experiences, but the important part is to like reflect back on it and be like, okay, what next time this happens, <laughs> or yeah. what could we have done different? Or next time you're planning a trip, thinking, okay, how am I going to manage my dogs while I'm there? Yeah, and what's we currently did create them for some time. Yeah, when we were like, okay, like we need a break. <laughs> yes. Um. Mm-hmm. but yeah like creating like it sounds like a, and, and it's just like I think I've told the story sev- several times about when I was going to buy uh, my dog from my breeder in Montreal the who breeds Weimaraners and I remember walking into their house and they had this long hallway of just crates that they kept their dogs in and stuff and I remember him saying this to me because I'm sure he's aware from selling dogs to different people over the years being an experienced breeder he said I know this looks cruel like our dogs are crated up and he's like but we do this for their safety Mm-hmm. and and we know who can come out with who at what time and stuff like that and it's the same sort of thing so like because of all of the things going on with your dogs it seems like some people would be like what you're going to create your dog for the whole weekend it's like no not the whole weekend but I'm controlling exactly when and where they're going to do what to avoid stuff like that because dog yeah. fights are scary mm-hmm. and they're scary and have the potential to be expensive too. Like if they injure each other, th- there you go off to the vet. And then if it continues to be an issue and now you like change the relationship between the two dogs that you own, it can ultimately end in um, having to rehome one of your dogs if yeah. it's just not working out and if you don't can't stay on top of it. Or like your poor boyfriend that got bit, <laughs> if, that if that would have been anyone else, that could have resulted in the uh euthanasia of your dog yeah depending on who who get bit (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and you don't want like like ralph is like just the goofy golden retriever right and then we saw this this weekend and we're like we don't want that to be like something that he just does now you know yeah so exactly you don't want it to become a regular behavior and then it, it, cause it is, it's upsetting. And people forget that at the end of the day, they are animals. They do have animal instincts. Mm-hmm. I use this as an example, constantly look at Zig, Siegfried and Roy, the two uh, tiger trainers that did the big show in Vegas. They'd been working with these tigers for years and years and years, never had an issue. It was like one show where something happened, some kind of stimulus and the tiger turned on one of their performers and put him in, in hospital at the end of the day, they're animals and they have animal yeah. instincts and it all it takes is one perfect storm of events or things or triggers. And we don't know what they are because we animals and they can't talk to us. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a tiger can't be like, okay, this is like really freaking me out. I'm really nervous about the show tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Ralph can't just be like, if Melhouse touches Mochi one more time, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> they can't give you, they can't give you, we no. wish they could. No. Or like, Ralph, if you approach this food, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to bite you. Uh, I remember what you did to me yesterday. And if you even come close to my food, you're going to get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that sort of thing. So again, like, it's just watching out for these things. But um, we decided while ch- chatting about this was there anything sorry Vera was there anything else you want to say about 
this showdown that happened on on your weekend trip that was it (laughs) (laughs) poor dogos yeah Um, so decided to look up a couple of things about dog fights. So on the, the American Kennel Club is a pretty good resource to like read into. Um, they put a lot of different things on there. And um, so one thing that when I looked up, like how to break up a dog fight is a good thing to, to talk about while we're listening to your doggy trobils. <laughs> um, so the first thing that they put in the, uh, on the same page where they talk about how to break up a dog fight is how to tell a dog fight from rough play. And this is a story that I've told several times too, but when I got Gibbon as a pup, my friend had a, a great Dane who was like pretty much a pup at the time too. And we used to get together and our dogs would just like wrestle and play together for hours and we would sit there drinking coffee. And I, that's that's a show I could watch for hours and hours. Dogs <laughs> playing is like, I'm sorry, it's entertaining. It's fun it to is. watch. They're so freaking cute. And um, anyway, so one of the afternoons I was over at her house, um, Gibbon and Luna were playing together and it looked like a giant and like a mini me because like Weimaraners kind of look like mini Danes, (laughs) as we found out in this moment. But anyways, um, her son came downstairs and he was like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? Stop, stop. No, no, no. And like he he thought that they were fighting, like having a fight while... (laughs) His mom and I are sitting there sipping on a coffee and just like <laughs> laughing away. And he was just like, what is going on? What's going on? And we were like, no, 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 no. They're playing like this. It, it looks like because it, it can. It can look like a dog fight sometimes to people, the inexperienced mm-hmm. dog owner. So uh, it says um, uh, how to tell a dog uh, fight from rough play. So it gives like a couple of pointers here. So it says, are they relaxed and floppy or are they tense and stiff? So dogs at play will have looseness about them. So they're jumping around. Their tails are wagging is like another one. Are they like, um, uh, you can just tell like when a dog is like stiff, it's like literally, it's like they go to statue and then they like move and it's like statue and then they move. It's like statue. And then like the, they start to snarl a little bit. The tail Mm -hmm. is straight or it's down in between their legs. That's how you can tell when a dog is not happy, but if they're jumping and and wrestling and they might pin each other and you might hear some, some, it sounds like snarling, but it's not actually aggressive and the ears are flopping back and forth and the tails are wagging and this type of stuff is going on. And um, another thing that they do when they're playing with another, with each other is um, you hear a lot of, it sounds like sneezes. Like they go, yeah. And there's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. And as I say this, I watched like a video on the interwebs just yesterday and it said, um, my dog is broken. And it was like two, I think one was like a chihuahua and was, it was two small dogs. Anyways, one dog ran past the other dog because they were like playing with each other. And this dog was just like, and it looked like he was like stuck on loop (laughs) like just like he was just like so overwhelmed by the play like he was just like "Ah!" (laughs) I won't be surprised if somebody makes like you know like a hilarious song out of it because it was just like he would not stop the like sneeze sound (laughs) um so that's another clue. So it says, are their mouths hanging open or are their lips tight or snarling? Dogs use a like a wide open play face to show the other dog that they mean no harm. So again, like you'll see them. It look it almost looks like they're French kissing sometimes. Like they're like, ma, 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 ma. Yeah. Like the, the mouths yeah. are like smooshing together. Whereas like if it was aggressive, they, it, they would be tense. And if they're biting at each other, it would be like, uh, like an, an aggressive bite. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of hard to describe this unless you don't like it, you especially if you see it. Yeah. Unless you can see it. And also like 
yeah, as an example. And it's just like knowing and getting comfortable with it. Anyways, and then another big clue to you is that it says, does the action start with a play bow? So like, you know, when the dogs put their front, their bum yeah. up in the air and the, and, the, and the two front arms stretched way out and it looks like a bow. Yeah. That's, that's a good indication that they are playing with one another and not fighting. So the dog's front end goes down to the ground while the rear stays up. This gesture signals that everything to follow is all in good fun. Okay. Then it says, like, are the dogs taking turns doing the chasing, the slamming, and biting? Like, during play, dogs will alternate between the mock, like, aggressor. So it's true. It's, like, usually, like, a back and forth where it's mm -hmm. just, like, bah, 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 bah. and then, like, the other yeah. one comes around, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and they're, like, chasing each other, and then they roll around and do their wrestle for a bit, and then they get up, and then the other one chases the other one, and there's very much, like, a play back and forth, like, with one another. Rather than one just doing the other one. And they'll pin each other sometimes too. Like they'll just like absolutely pin the other one down to the ground. So then it says, do yeah. they bounce around with big movements? Dogfights are efficient with fast movements and uh, not the exaggerated gestures of play. And I don't know what they mean about that, but it is, it's true. Like they say bounce a lot, like in this description. And it's true. Like dog playing is very bouncy. Yeah. It's like. If they were fighting, they wouldn't be bouncy and running around and stuff like that it would be like more stiff and rigid and like very calculated like precise movements mm -hmm. whereas like dog plays more sloppy and they're like <laughs> this is not a very good description um so that's sort of the difference between like a dog play or like a dog fight so when it talks about how to break up a dog fight, so obviously it says prevention is the best poli uh, policy. So the following list of possible signals will help you recognize when your dog is stressed. So it says vocalizing. So your dog might growl, whine, or bark. A tucking There's of always the like a signal before. Yes. And oftentimes once that signals happen, it's like, you know, like you, you, you've got to, you don't have very long to act on it. No. So, like, again, it's like hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's like, oh, yeah, I saw him do that. I should have mm -hmm. known. But it's it's hard to intervene before it happens, right? So tucking of the tail is another one. And then flattening of the ears back against the head. So these yeah. are all warning signs. It says showing whale eye. This is when you can see the whites of your dog's eyes. So it's kind of like they might do... I can see like all of these things put together. So the dog's rigid, stiff, the tail's tucked in between, the ears are flat a bit against the head and they sort of look out the side of their eyes. So you can't yeah, see the whites of their see. eyes where they're looking like, mm, you better, you better. <laughs> and then there's usually a fight coming next after that or something aggressive. Lip linking and or lip linking, lip licking and or panting, um, yawning. Mm -hmm. And it says excessive sniffing. This can be the displacement behavior to avoid confronting the source of the stress. And pacing is another one. Um, it said also be aware of the signs of aggressive intent, like both in your dog and those you encounter. For example, a hard stare is a threat in, in dog language. So a dog who is guarding something will often lower their head below their shoulders and stretch their neck forward. Raised hackles are another common sign. So that's sort of like when the fur raises like on their sort of like shoulder blades mm -hmm. or in between their shoulder blades. 
And um, it says freezing or sudden stillness often precedes an attack. And don't be fooled by a wagging tail. So although an aggressive dog will often have a stiff or straight tail, wagging just the tip or short, sharp wags can be a threat gesture as well. So it's kind of, if you ever see like your dog having an incident, try to think back of like what their movements were right before going in, going into that encounter. Yeah. And if you're a person that takes your dog to the dog park, when you see them approaching a dog, like watch the first couple of times. Because sometimes you can like, like watch what they're doing. And then when it goes, okay, be like, okay, that looks okay. And then if they have like a, or a quick little snarl or where it's like, you can tell it's not a play think of what they were doing right before that moment too. So like observation. And I can remember from having Evan Doggett on our show, I remember asking like, how do you learn about body language? And he said, just by observing. Like, yeah. Time and time, time observing dogs. Yeah. What? And not just your own dog, watch other dogs, like go to the dog park without your dog and, and sit there for a while and watch other people's dogs and see other dogs. Cause it's just as important to know what other dogs look like, not just your own. Because and there are some breeds that would be diff- difficult. Exactly. Depending on their shape, size, yeah. like all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, the biggest thing is like observation. Yes. With the dog back on this weekend, like I don't, I didn't see any signs. Like uh-huh. I wasn't like looking. Because so. you were comfortable because it was three dogs that you've had together. Yeah that have gotten along and that have done everything, but it's just, you were in a different context and in slightly different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the part that was missed. And And uh, you know, when I get food ready in the morning, like Millhouse will be at the gate, like where they can't get into the kitchen. And if Ralph approaches, like he'll growl a little bit, but Ralph is just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'll just be like doing his little spins behind Millhouse, mm-hmm. um, and I correct Millhouse, but then there was no gate mm-hmm. this weekend, so I don't know. And he wasn't like quite beside me, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to catch in a different environment. Like I said, it switches it up. That sometimes that's enough to to set them off, you know. Mm-hmm. So the next part here where it talks about how to break up a dog fight because your poor boyfriend got bit there. Yeah. Is so if you're like, don't ever reach into a dog fight, which your boyfriend did not do. (laughs) But it seems like obvious, but sometimes like people want to reach in and try to reach for the collar or whatever. But the movements are so sudden and random and chaotic and all over the place. It's that if you go anywhere near the head or mouth, there's a good chance you're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. so never reach into um a dog fight so here's what um the american kennel club suggests so number one is distract the dog so anything that diverts their attention can potentially allow your dog to escape or for you to safely pull them away so it said try a loud noise like blowing an air horn banging metal pot lids together it said soak the dogs like spray them with a powerful hose or dump a bucket of water on their heads throw a blanket or a jacket over each dog so they can no longer see each other or spray the dog's faces with a citronella spray, lemon juice spray, or vinegar spray. So yeah. maybe maybe keep a couple of those things around the house just in case yeah. for, the ne- for the next bit, Vero, so you can stay on top of it. 
Um, it also, the second recommendation is to use an object to separate the dog. So be certain to keep your hands and face as far away from the dog's heads and mouths as possible. So options could include like a metal garbage can lid, a piece of plywood, a baby gate, a chair, um, a large uh, broom, depending on their size. You can also try to get each dog in a laundry basket so you can drop it above <laughs> over them. If you got small dogs, you can try that. And then um, it says physically separate the dogs. This should be your last resort as it puts you the most at risk. But if there are other people around to help you, you can use the wheelbarrow technique, which is what Vero was describing, where one person is assigned to each dog involved and approaches that dog from behind. And then you grab each dog by the hind legs and lift them so that they are balancing on their front legs like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. And then walk the dogs backward away from each other and into a separate areas. Keep moving until the dogs are well apart from each other to prevent your dog from turning back and biting you. These are things to consider with the doggo fights. So, yes. so that's a bummer, but yeah. uh, we'll see I, what I, happens the next couple I, of weeks. Yeah, I think you should be fine because again, you're like back, you're going to go back into your routine and things I think will sort themselves out. I think you just need to keep an eye on things and and keep your routine going strong and again have those things on hand just in case like they break out into another fight because Ralph is still like fresh off that surgery and who knows if it was just the hormones alone that did it mm -hmm. or if he's still riding that a little bit or whatever mm -hmm. but um yeah dog fights are not fun and especially when it's like your own two dogs yeah but makes me sad yes it is sad <laughs> the only thing that I, and it's so funny because <laughs> oh talk about like this is when you have two dogs and like like we did I, I was having this conversation recently with somebody where I was saying like there's like they teach each other good things but they teach each other bad things and then there's like these like succession behaviors that happen so <laughs> Like, my first two dogs were Officer Scraps, who was a Beagle Border Collie mix, and Becky, who was, like, a random, like, houndy-looking girl, like, Britney Spaniel, question mark, whatever. And Scraps used to have this obsession with squirrels, and he would bite things around when he couldn't get at the squirrel. So if there was a squirrel on the fence in the backyard and we let him out, he would try to chase the squirrel. The squirrel, of course, would escape, and Scraps would bite the fence posts, and <laughs> to the point where we had to replace, like, wood paneling from our fence. <laughs> and... When we were at the cottage, we have a bird feeder out on front of our cottage and, and, and the squirrel would get into the bird feeder a lot of the time. So whenever we'd open the door, Scraps would run out to chase the squirrel and Becky, of course, would follow suit with him. And when he couldn't get the squirrel, he would turn and he would bite Becky in the legs sometimes. <laughs> and she'd be like, ow! He'd be like, oh yeah, sorry, sorry. And you'd bite the tree. <laughs> so anyway, so... I don't know if it's a girl dog thing, so maybe it's not a succession thing now that I'm thinking about it, but my dad has been telling me recently that when he walks both of my dogs, my, my two Weimaraners, Gibbon and Lou, when Lou sees another dog, she doesn't aggress towards that dog, but she turns and she bites Gibbon's legs. Like, she's like, rah, 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 nah, 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 and she turns his leg, and Gibbon's like, ah, oh, what the heck? And she's like, oh, okay, sorry, funny. sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, so it's not like a dog fight. Gibbon is, like, very... I can't believe how tolerant Gibbon is of his cousin dog, Lou. <laughs> like, on the couch, she'll just... Cut, like, the other day, she came and sat right on his head, and he was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but he doesn't do anything. But anyways. But, um, yeah, it can be upsetting. So just, you know, keep on top. 
of stuff with your dogs, but yes. Anyways, do I hear about my doggy troubles? Yes. <laughs> These are my doggy troubles. They, I think Lou has an allergy to her food. I'm finally coming to that conclusion. Um, she started, I want to say back in the fall where her ears felt like sandpaper on the inside and she's just itching itching nonstop to the point where she has bald spots like on the back of her ears when vero and i did the pet expo i bought this cream called sos cream from this company um and tried it on her a couple of times it didn't really do all that much then i decided to try hydrocortisone cream so i put that on her ears it cleared up and she has like red rash all down her belly and into her armpits as well so tried putting it down there it started to clear up a bit we're like great we stopped it it'd come right back and Mm -hmm. we did again recently like it cleared up again it's come right back so i think it's she's like fire engine red in her pits and then it started with my gibbon too but the problem so it's my conclusion is that it's food because we've tried different treatments so it's not i don't think I can't think of what else it's an allergy to. Yeah. Um, And it's winter, so it's not like... Yeah, and some people talk about, like, skin dryness and stuff like this can happen in the winter as well. But, like, yeah, you wouldn't think it's environmental allergies. But Zima? Recently, Gibbon started with In the Pits, and he's never had skin issues before. He has tummy issues. And, unfortunately, the food that we have them on works for Gibbon for maintaining his weight that he needs because... He's had pancreas issues that sends him into like days of vomiting and diarrhea where he drops weight and he's too skinny and you can see like literally every rib and every spine bone like in his body. So it's hard. It's been really difficult to keep Gibbons weight on. So we're in a good place with a good food that keeps his digestive tract like fine and everything. But unfortunately, I think it and it's a chicken recipe and chicken is like a very common allergen to dogs. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just... Lou and they so, didn't just get vaccinated right no Lou hasn't seen a vet since we've had her like I haven't called my vet to even bring her in yeah. for an appointment she was <clears throat> all up to date on her stuff when we got her which is like almost a year ago now to the date yeah. and um so she was up to date on everything so we haven't taken her for anything so I think I might try her on a different food and she doesn't have sensitive tummy she has sensitive skin it looks like whereas Gibbs doesn't have sensitive skin he has a sensitive tummy so I'm yeah. just like come on guys can you not be sensitive. on the same page <laughs> can you be sensitive in the same way at least yes <laughs> so I've tried to stay on top of like cleaning her ears out because like the other thing too is that I find her ears are a lot bigger than Gibbons. So I think when they're bigger, there's more coverage and then her yeah. ears are get dirtier faster. And I think we need to stay on top of that a bit more. Whereas Gibbons ears are not dirty. Like I very rarely clean his ears and I've never had issues with them. Whereas hers, like I'm pulling like, oh, it's nasty. Like in every well, week. So he we... has like skin issues. Wiggum was the same. Yeah. His ears were nasty. Oh, yeah, she got the nasty ears, and she got the nasty pits, and she got the nasty tummy. And it doesn't smell bad. Like, it's not an odorous one. It just looks like it irritates her. Like, she's just itching so much. My poor Lou. Have you given her Benadryl? No. Just until you figure out, like... Yeah, maybe I'll give her some, some Benny. Benny. I'll, I'll look it up and give her some Benny and see if that helps things. And then I think I might just switch her to a different food. Yeah. 
maybe a cheaper one because our food's so freaking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing too is that I think I remember saying that like a different company bought out the company of our dog food. Mm-hmm. I remember getting a message from someone saying like, stay tuned for issues, but Gibbon's still fine. But I don't, I don't think it would have changed that fast. Like they're not going to go changing recipes like of all the companies that they own and stuff. Like you think that it's just like one conglomerate buying out another and that they're not going to go making drastic, like everybody change your food to cheaper shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows about what happens with all that. But anyways, I don't know what else to try with her. So I just have to try yeah, a different protein. Yeah. I think so. Switch, switcheroo foods. Yeah. But to, to end the um, episode on a good note, though, I have made some progress with Lou's training. Mm-hmm. So the, I had, like, we had a long weekend recently, and I decided once and for all because Lou has just been counting counter surfing like it's nobody's business. And if there's something left out, she guns <laughs> to go, go eat it. So I set her up this one night. So we had made dinner and there was leftovers. So I left them out on the counter. And then I said to my son, I said, let's go and pretend like we're going upstairs and I'm going to watch her because she was like in the living room, which is attached to the kitchen. So we went around the corner, went up the stairs. I, I faked, walked up the stairs and then listened for her. And, and I put the e-collar on her and yes. yep. And cranked it. And sure enough, I could hear into the kitchen. So I went up the hallway and as soon as she got up onto that counter I just gave her a good zap (laughs) and caught caught her right in the act so we did that a couple of times and then when I would go up the stairs she didn't go into the kitchen Mm. so we'll see how that goes did she learn her lesson? Was it enough? Do we have to, I might continue to do this over the next several weekends so that she learns counter surfing yeah. get, gets her a little bit of an ouchie <laughs> and we'll see how that goes. And um, she was having accidents. Like she couldn't tell us um, that she needed to go to the bathroom. So she would pee on the mat at the back door. Like a lot of the time, like fre- <laughs> frequently. Yeah. Like at least two or three times a week, she would have a pee at the back mat. And Gibbon tells us when he needs to go pee, he comes and gives us the very intense stare or he like goes to the door and scratches at it, whereas she doesn't. And then next thing you know, you just find a big puddle of pee like on the mat at the back door. And we're like, why? Just like, come tell us. Yeah. So I did a lot of um, like rewarding, telling her go peepees, peepees, and again, treats when she went outside and stuff when she came back in. So I think she does, she does, she's developed this thing and she whines a bit now where she'll, she paces the hallway. Like she comes to us and then goes to the back door and comes to us and goes to the back door. Yeah. So I'm like, this means I need to go pee pee. Yeah. And we've been executing it and it's been going well. So no, we've been accident free for the past week as well. So I feel like I've made some progress. Yes. We got some doggy trubbles, but we got some, some doggy yay (laughs) yays. Yeah. Yay, yays. Yay, yays. Yay, yays. We'll continue with that training. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will have my pots and pans handy. Yes. Oh, my God. And a blanket, a laundry and basket, horn. and an air horn. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> no more doggy fights. <laughs> no more doggy fights. 
It's tapping out. It's tapping yeah. out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So reach out and tell us your doggy troubles. Yes. <laughs> Another thing is if you're having doggy troubles that you don't know what to do with is one thing that I recommended to Vero as well is to tune into some of the Q&As with like some of the dog trainers out there like solid canine training. Um, um, dog it, dog it training. Yep. Dog it. Yep. Dog it style. And many other trainers that you can see on YouTube, a lot of them hold the Q and A's. So you go and ask and get some, some free doggy trail advice. (laughs) Y'all. Yes. Y'all. So stay tuned next week when we, you know, discuss the progress that we're making and get an update on the Millhouse and Ralph troubles. Yes. Yes. But before we let you go, make sure to check out Holy Run Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Run Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have problems that come in one to two pound containers, ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. I get all my food for Ralph and Millhouse from Holy Raw, and I have nothing but great things to say about them. The food is so delicious, it causes some doggy fights. (laughs) (laughs) My Holy Raw food. No, that's my Holy Raw food. (laughs) That's funny. Make sure to check out their website at holyrawnutrition.com. Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw, for supporting us. And also a big thank you for Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 La Callway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They're a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Thank you. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. We'll see you next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop! <laughs>